20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Ferretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely and Sarah Kelleher. What is going on, guys? It is Super Bowl week and the Packers aren't playing. So how are we doing? Dusty, yeah, we we got Sarah apparently. Dusty, how you doing? I'm excited, man. Um, work's been, work's been busy, so like I haven't had a chance to like think about it too much, really. But uh, I think it's gonna be. I mean, it sucks the Packers aren't in, obviously. Boo, echoing everything Sarah said. But the matchup, I think it's a really exciting matchup. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited for I'm excited for the halftime show. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun game. So I'm I'm really really hyped for this game. It sucks Green Bay's not in it, but um, you know. Turns out you cannot, in fact, win them all. But, yeah, I'm hyped for the game. Yeah, I mean, despite my booing, I am just excited (laughs) for the Super Bowl. And I'm also going to whip up so much just fantastic food this weekend um, and have the best time eating that. Um, So, hey, if the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl, I'm still going to make the most of it. Um, And I'm honestly just still shocked that there was an NFL season despite everything Mm -hmm. that was happening in 2020. So, fact that we made it to the super bowl and that we're here i think is huge and i've just been really grateful to have sports in general to watch um and this will be a good one so is it going to be a burger that you're going to be whipping up on sunday or what what's uh, the food what's the food on tap for sunday so i think i'm going to just order wings but i'm going to make a bunch of different sides so i've already planned i'm going to make pasta salad homemade uh like chip dip um and things like that and i'm probably gonna bake some fries and do all that so i'm really gonna go all in on the sides and have a bunch of options there and then just order wings from somewhere because that's too difficult and any other local place can do it better than i can what is is there like a go-to for your wings or is it uh like national or is it local to florida so there's this, I'm not sure if anyone listening or you guys have heard of this, but there is this new thing or relevantly, relatively new on DoorDash that's called It's Just Wings. And it's like exclusively on DoorDash. And it's not like an actual place. They like make the wings at local chain restaurants like Chili's and um, just like your generic chains. And they only are available on DoorDash and at random times in certain areas. So sometimes like my apartment can, I can get them and sometimes I can't, but the wings are freaking so good. Like some of the best wings I've ever had. Um, And so whenever I can order from there, I try to. So that's what I'm gonna try to do first. I'm assuming on Super Bowl Sunday, they'll probably like expand their service area. Um, But yeah, it's just wings. Look into it if you haven't already, because it's super good. All right. Um, so yeah, like there is not there's not a whole lot going on right now. So we're gonna dive into the meat and potatoes, the only thing that we have going for basically Packers news, and it's uh, who the Packers are interviewing for defensive coordinator. So Demovsky tweeted this out earlier today. Packers have had the following defensive coordinator interviews set for today and tomorrow, per sources: Jim Letter, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator. Chris uh, Kiffin of Browns offensive line. And if I'm not mistaken, he actually took a job with saints. I didn't see that. I did not see that. I think that's, I think that's who, who it was. Oh, maybe it wasn't Chris Kiffin. Uh, I take that back. Um, and then there's Ryan Nelson, def- the saints defensive line. This is head coach, Matt Burke Eagles, uh, defensive line, run game coordinator, internal candidate, Jerry Gray, Packers defensive coordinator or defensive backs coordinator. And then they've also interviewed Joe Barry, the Chargers defensive passing game coordinator. Chris Harris was the Washington defensive back coach and uh, some dude named Evero with something I can't pronounce. So Dusty will take that one in a minute, who is the Rams safeties coach. And Bob Sutton, who has taken a job with the Jags, much to everybody's delight. So, Sarah, tell me, who is your odds-on favorite to be the Packers defensive coordinator? I don't care. Uh, I, <laughs> I literally do not care. Like, I've read 
enough about some of them, you know, to know what I need to. But I think you can never tell with these things. I mean, there were so many people when Matt LaFleur was hired that was like, this is a terrible hire or, oh my gosh, I never expected this. And look how that turned out. He's done great. He's awesome for the, the locker room, for the culture. And he's a great, he, I mean, like he's just a great coach all around. So for me, pick whoever. I trust the Packers organization. They've selected some pretty great coaches the past couple of years and come in and fix the problems. So for me, it's, I don't care who they pick. I'm not going to be happy or sad either way. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's fix some of the things that we've seen because I think, you know, the defense can be so frustrating at times that I just don't want to be angry at them anymore. I would like to be angry at someone else. So if they can come in and fix the problems that the Packers are having, I'll love them. Uh, and I, I kind of want to talk about this. I mean, there's a few guys. So Huber, per Bill Huber, uh, Wade Phillips is not on the list. So there should not, we should not expect to see anything there, which, you know, I know a lot of people, they know his name and he's had success, but it doesn't sound like he's on the floors list. Leonard's the guy I know a lot of people are going to talk about for obvious reasons. He's kind of a young up and comer. He's done very good work at Wisconsin, which is in the same state as Green Bay. You know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, just it's wild. Um, but the guy I kind of want to talk about that that really caught my attention is kind of like a this like a dark horse candidate that I think could really could come in and do something that's very intriguing I think is is the uh, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly uh, Edgero Evero uh, he is he was with the Rams he's, so he's been the safety coach with the Rams since 2017 uh, so it's one year under Brandon Staley Staley was the defensive coordinator and he's got the head coaching job in San Diego but before that so he's been there 2017 to present just a little bit of a history about him before that, he was actually a defensive quality control coach in Green Bay uh, in 2016, so he has that connection there. Before that, offensive assistant coach with the Niners and defensive assistant coach with the Niners over a like four year stretch there as well. So, like, I kind of I like these like he's he's just turned 40, uh, so he's a young guy. I do like the uh, I like these guys that kind of have a, a varied background or have worked under you know different guys things like that. So he does have like I said he's got the uh, offensive assistant coach job uh, in San Francisco. So he's got the offensive side of the ball. He just coached. He's been coaching uh, with the Rams, you know, including one year under Staley and Staley got the head coaching job. And I think for me, one of the big things with Evero that I really, really like is just watching that Rams defense. They ask, there's a couple, couple things I really like. They ask their safeties to do a lot, just a lot, you know, disguising pre-snap looks, falling back, like a whole lot of, and then a whole lot of communication on the back end has to happen when they're falling into these kind of varied back end looks to kind of keep that coverage. There's some of that match coverage. It's not easy to keep. And you've got that communication. If you watch those safeties communicate during some of those like kind of flood concepts or something, they do such an amazing job of that. They did this past year. Uh, so, and that's, that's one thing that I really love. They also, the Rams, I mean, this was talked about ad nauseum before the Packers game. The Rams did a whole lot of uh, of light boxes up front that they could still stop the run with, in part because of some of that defensive lineman up front, but in part because those safeties were able to diagnose and scream down at the line so quickly that they're not getting burned over the top, but they're also supporting in the run game from 12, 15 yards back, which is just really, really impressive. So I really like I like that stuff from them. And one of the ways, not really judging a coach necessarily, one of the things I really like seeing out of a team like that that so much is built on uh, their post-snap Rotation is you don't want to get caught in that pre-snap stuff. And so you don't want to show your hand till the ball snapped. And a lot of times you'll see, I mean, you saw this in Chicago a lot over the past couple of years, the guys kind of backing up into their positions before the ball snap. I know the Raiders were really, really bad at this for, for the past few years as well. This kind of, as the ball is getting ready to be snapped or like a second before they're bailing, they're showing their hand. The Rams didn't do that. As varied as that back end is, they really needed to kind of stay in their lanes and also then spread out and do what they needed to do post snap. They did such a great job of that. And to me, that speaks of, of discipline, coaching and communication. So, I mean, you know, like Sarah said, who knows? I don't know who's getting the job, but I think he, he's a guy that uh, I don't know that his name is really out there at the moment, but his, his background and what he's done with the Rams with that safety group is just super, super intriguing. If you're looking for a kind of an up and coming uh, defensive guy that could really kind of blow up here in the next couple of years. So that's, that's my guy. I'm kind of, kind of keeping an eye on. They just need to hire Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard. Cause like that's otherwise Packers fans are just going to freak out for the next four years. And I, I like, I can't handle it enough 
and the Packers fans on Twitter enough, but if Jim Leonard isn't hired and, you know, after week one, they, they win, but they win by like a touchdown or three points or they give up like a touchdown. Like people are just going to freak out. Well, Jim Leonard would have been the answer. He, he would have stopped this. He would like, I just, it can't be the next Jeff. He he's the next Jeff Janis in my mind, and I can't get past that. And I just like I can't deal with that again for another four freaking years. So they just need to hire Jim Leonard and and just and just go. So that's my take on everything like that. Since we have uh, really nothing to talk about, guys, uh, what I decided would be something kind of fun. We're going to have some new segments for this this show, and we are going to be talking about some NFL rumors that are going around. Uh, who knows if there's actually any validity to them, but let's talk about it and have a little fun. So uh, we're going to start with the one that I just saw about 20 minutes ago. And there are apparently rumors of Andrew Luck coming back to the Colts and unretiring. So let's do some rapid fire stuff. Sarah, what do you think? Andrew Luck, yay or nay, coming back to the NFL? No. I don't think he's coming back. I'd love to see it. I think it'd be cool. Maybe that time away from the NFL gave him a chance to think. Maybe he wants to come back. It wouldn't shock me, but I'm kind of with Sarah. He seems like a guy who he's, he's out, probably enjoying life. I think he's fine. I'd, I'd, I'd probably not. Uh, I want him back in the NFL because I want that Twitter account that does him <laughs> as like an old-timey general. Like, I need that back in my life. That was outstanding. That was always a lot of fun. All right, next up, uh, Kenny Galladay, who will be a unrestricted free agent, getting targeted by the Giants, Patriots, Bears, and Jets. Dusty, where's he going? Uh, he's going to the Jets. I think he's going to the Jets. Just, just because. I don't know. They're starting a new thing there. Maybe it's Darnold. Maybe it's another young quarterback. They want to give him weapons. Galladay's a guy who can go up and get the ball. He's the dude. They've got money. Make a run. I think he's going to the Giants. Um, again, the Giants are just, I think they're always looking to just add pieces to the puzzle because the puzzle is never really complete. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, oh, he's great. Let's bring him in and see how it goes. Um, and honestly, as long as he doesn't end up on the Bears and the Packers don't have to face him twice a year, I'm okay with any of those other places. All right. Uh, next up, let's talk about the fact that the Bears have asked about the availability of Jimmy Garoppolo. Dusty, how you feeling? <laughs> He's not a very good quarterback, so sure. <laughs> Why not? Just let's let it's been a steady train of not great quarterbacks in Chicago. So yeah, get this, this all tracks with with that franchise. Have at it. See, the thing is, like, I think it it's an upgrade from what they have they currently have. Mm-hmm. But the I Bears, an upgrade. <laughs> but the but the Bears are just the Bears, and unfortunately, like if Jimmy G went to Chicago, they would ruin him. They, I mean, there it would just be so bad. The franchise is a mess. The offense is always so close to clicking and just never does, and they horrendously spiral. So, sure, like Dusty said, why not bring bring somebody else in? Um, the only person that the Bears could get that I would kind of be like, oh no, is Deshaun Watson right now. So anyone else, I'm like, sure. Why not? Yeah, what are, what are you going to do with that guy? What are you going to do? <laughs> I have multiple friends that are Bears fans, and they, they've been trying to tell me that they're going to get Deshaun Watson, and all I do is laugh every time they say it. So, All right, uh, speaking of the Bears, their wide receiver, Allen Robinson, expected to be targeted by the Dolphins, Lions, and the Colts. So, Sarah, what are you thinking? Where's Allen Robinson going to go? I could see him going to the Dolphins, and I could see him having a grand old time down there with Tua and everyone else. I mean, that team is that team is well on its way, and I think they're definitely trending in the right direction. They pull in a few more pieces of the puzzle, like Allen Robinson, and you know they're they're competitors. So I think that would be really cool. And yeah, again, same reasoning with Galladay. Please not the Lions, because I don't want to see Allen Robinson twice a year. <laughs> 
uh, Lions seem to be tanking, so I can't imagine them going for him. Uh, it does, doesn't seem likely. Poor Jared Goff. Um, I'm going to go Colts just because they have, I mean, almost the same reason. I mean, the, the quarterback situation is, is obviously in flux, but they've got a I, – I don't remember if they still do. It's them and the Dolphins, maybe one, two for most caps, most available caps, cap space. Boatloads of money. And, you know, Hilton's kind of, you know, downside of his career a little bit and all of that. Like, they've got a nice young offensive core. Plug, an, plug a wide receiver in there. Plug Allen Robinson in there with a, uh, with a, a you know, kind of a veteran quarterback. Like, that's a, that's a dangerous group again. So, yeah, I'm, I think the Colts are going to make a hard run at him. Yeah, that'll be uh, fascinating to see what they end up doing. Um, all right, then let's go to the fact that... The Bears offered two first-round draft picks for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I can't help but laugh while reading this, but holy God. Uh, and that's coming from Peter King of NBC Sports. So, Dusty, <laughs> well, I've, I've, often hell, said, I've often said that if you want Matthew Stafford, you pay the same price you got Cleo Mack for. Like, that's – that's, that's <laughs> listen, man, like – it's it's so ridiculous. Like they're not. First of all, the Bears are not a quarterback away from from doing anything at this point. But also the whole like, it's been the weirdest thing. I'm fine with Matthew Stafford. Matt, I've been watching Stafford since he's been in college at Georgia. Like he's he's a fine quarterback in the NFL. Like top fifteen. I think if you look at his his football outsiders DYAR from last year, which is um, basically the yard the yards over replacement player. I think Stafford was like maybe a hundred yards better than golf this past year. Like the idea that he's somehow like just this insane quarterback, like a top five, top two quarterback that just needs to be Alicia's potential. Like that's like Stafford's going to be good in LA, but he's not like, especially for the bears. He's not, he's not going to turn that franchise around. He's, he's Matt Stafford. So yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it pisses me off. That it didn't happen. <laughs> I saw on Twitter somebody actually called him Stat Padford, and I oh, really, man. really appreciate. I really appreciated that joke. That was really good. Sarah, what about you? What do you think about the Bears offering multiple first round picks for a aging quarterback? They make me smile. <laughs> those, those Chicago Bears, they make me smile. But I'm honestly shocked after playing in the same division as them for so many years and just like seeing the mess that they are that I know like Matthew Stafford had the Patriots. It's like a definite no go on his yeah. list. I'm oh, shocked that Chicago wasn't on that list either. Like, please. No, like I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We got a couple more wide receivers to go through uh, Steelers wide receiver, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster, there you go, uh, going to be targeted by the Giants, Jets, and Chargers. Sarah, where do you think he would end up? Does he have to leave, or can he stay? Technically, he can stay. I think but... he's, he's going to stay. I don't think yeah. he's going to leave. Yeah, but give me the Chargers, man. Stick him with, uh, stick him with Justin Herbert. I don't Keenan know what, Allen? Yeah, I don't know what that cap space looks like, but that'd be uh, that'd be a really fun group. So, yeah, but throw him a uh, Chargers should make a run. Have at it. All right, we got a couple more. Uh, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green expected to be pursued by the Patriots, Raiders, Ravens, and Washington football team. Dusty, where's he going? Didn't the Ravens just signed Des Bryant. Like, that's that they want yep. old receivers who are slow now. That's fine. Yeah, go, go with the Ravens, I guess. Like, he's <laughs> – I like – <laughs> that was mean. I really like AJ Green. I, again, that's another SEC guy. I've been watching him since college. I really like AJ Green. He looks done, man. Like just watching him last year. Like there's times he didn't seem like he wanted to be out there, but like his athleticism just and maybe that's just after effects of the injury. He just kind of looks done at this point. It makes me kind of sad. Um, see, I don't know. Ravens. I mean, he can he can go up and and grab a ball. I mean, he has plenty of practice from Andy Dalton catching errant passes. So if he wants to go up and if 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 Lamar Jackson just wants to chuck and have someone that has a chance to like go up and get it, like they don't have guys like that on that roster. So that might be a really good piece if he's the number three or something in that uh, in that group. Yeah, that could be good. I think uh, I think he could be good for them. good for the. It's bad as I just talked. I think he actually could be really good for the Ravens. All right, Sarah, what do you think? I could see the him going to the Patriots. Um, they they might just throw him like a one year deal or something like that. I know they do that pretty often. And yeah, I agree with Dusty. I think you know he's he's older now. He's starting to slow down a little bit. Um, and so the Patriots have 
you know, historically been known to go after guys on occasion like that. They'll throw out one year deals. You get one, you get one, you get one, and we'll see how it goes. So that that's going to be on my radar. So you're comparing the Patriots to Oprah. I'm okay with it. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Let's end this on a high note and uh, figure out what you guys think the biggest the biggest ticket item on the NFL offseason is. Deshaun freaking Watson. Where is that man going? Is he going away from Houston? Is he staying? Who wants to start? I don't. I like. I feel like I've been back and forth. Who wants to start? Who's got a good idea, or who has no idea? I I don't know that I have like a good destination for him. I think like he clearly seems pissed. Like it's it's a weird thing, right? Because he's clearly pissed and he wants out. But what Stafford what Stafford just drew? Like I don't know what team's going to give that up. So I have no idea. Like I think uh, you know see, the pro the, the you can't come to what I'm saying. You can't compare the two of those trades though, because. What the Rams had to do was they they were getting rid of the golf contract, contract. correct? And that I feel like that's why the the two first round draft picks were included in that. Like nobody should be given Matt Stafford two first round picks. Like that that's not. not, But I also think I mean, and and whether or not that informs it or not, Watson is worth at least that haul. Oh, for sure, likely more. I mean, I think, and it's I think it's more. If you think of like who's insane, who could pull this off, and then also who has a team that could like possibly compete now, keep in Texas, man. Like Cowboys have zero idea what they're doing with Dak. He's coming off a major injury. If they feel like they have the pieces on offense now, and Jerry Jones is a lunatic that would give up an insane amount of money to bring him in, like I think, I mean, that'd be a terrific place for him. I mean, just what they have offensively there from like the you know talent perspective of nothing else McCarthy has that has a you know history of working with quarterbacks so you know potentially that and Jerry Jones is insane can go up and get him I mean there's a like any team in the league could benefit from having him I think I think Dallas would make a whole lot of sense and they have an owner who's like just insane enough to to throw a haul, haul at him as well Fascinating. I have not seen that anywhere yeah. I t- legit just came up with it now while I was talking I'm proud of it Go you, honestly. That that was great. Yeah, the one thing I'd have to that I'd say you'd have to check would be the cap space for Dallas. But oh yeah, I don't think they have any. I think it. I, th- I think it falls apart pretty quick. <laughs> um, I know there were rumors swirling around that the 49ers were interested in Kirk Cousins. But, I saw that too. Yeah. Um, I feel like if Deshaun Watson went to the 49ers, like that could be kind of scary. Yeah. That um, would be. And with you know the pieces they have on their team in this past season, they were just really unlucky with a ton of injuries and COVID and everything like that. But, you know, if they, they swap out Garoppolo for Deshaun Watson and those, those guys are healthy. That that's a dangerous team over mm-hmm. there. Uh, for me, I think the most logical places, or maybe not even logical, because none of this is logical. Why the hell you have a star quarterback who's like 25 years old? Why the hell are you going to trade him? But if he actually is getting traded, I'm going to go Jets. I'm going to say they they move the number two pick, they move a couple other pieces after that, and and they go from there. So that's a that's a hell of a starting point, and then the Texans can reboot. They can get some they can go full on draft day and like i want all my i want all my picks back so they're they're finally going to get some first round picks back they're going to get some uh that that bill o'brien did all the damage on and and trading everything away so they'll get some first round picks they'll get so uh you know hopefully a, a really talented quarterback at number two i think that's to me, that's the most logical place that they could go because no way in hell the Jags are going to trade the Trevor Lawrence pick yeah. for Deshaun Watson because the cap space implications are just stupid. So that there's no point in doing that. So to me, the Jets, the Jets is where it's going to be. So, all right. Um, I did forget to mention that uh, breaking on Tuesday, while before anybody else recorded, was the fact that EA Sports announced that there is going to be a college football game again. And everybody was all excited, and then we realized that it's only going to be for the next generation system. So you have to have a PS5 or Xbox X, one, seven, four. I don't know what the hell those ones are called because I have a PlayStation. So um, very cool, but I'm kind of annoyed with the fact that it's going to be only on the the new edition ones. But 
Do either of you guys, Dusty, were you playing Sarah? Were you playing at all? Used to. I was never huge um, in it. You know, I'd play video games sparingly, but I I always enjoyed it. It kind of pissed me off when it was gone. Um, so I'll, if I have a next-gen console, I'll, I'll pick it up when it comes out. Yeah, I used to play with my brother when we were kids all the time. We had our game room where we had the GameCube and the Wii and everything, and we would go in there and play so many games, and NCAA football was always just one of them, and I would be mad because he would beat me, and then the rare occasion I would beat him, and it was like the best day ever. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, my boyfriend has like the newer consoles. I don't. I literally play on my original GameCube, so... <laughs> I don't think it'll work for me, guys. But um, <laughs> so I'm hoping that when it comes out, I can just kind of use his and and we'll play against each other. Yeah, actually, when uh, the pandemic started, I borrowed my nephew's PS3, the one that actually I gave to him, and uh, he gave me back uh, my a couple of games that I given him as well. So I've been playing NCAA 14 for a long time. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like, it, it, if I ever get the PS5, probably when a PS6 comes out, then I'd probably get a PS5. That'd be about what would happen. Um, but it's exciting. Like, I think it's cool. Hopefully, they can get some things figured out for paying the players for their likeness. Which, from what I read, they are not going to be doing right away. So hopefully, they get that stuff all figured out. <laughs> you, you like the yeah? Okay, we're good. That's good. <laughs> All right, so we are going to take a look at some Super Bowl Super Bowl prop bets because why not? It is the Super Bowl week. So I pulled up Bovada.lv. Let's go through a couple of things and see uh, what Dusty and Sarah are thinking. First one, the weekend wardrobe changes over under at 0.5. So I don't know anything about the weekend besides like the one song that's played on the Pepsi commercial. So, Sarah, we'll start with you because you are a local youth. Those youth. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the over because um, it's only 0.5. I think there's he, – he doesn't change outfits a lot, but I think there might be one. He put $7 million of his own dollars into the performance so that he can make it how he wants to. So I definitely think there's going to be at least one outfit I'm, in there. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, he literally put, I guess they had a budget, and then it came out, and he said he put $7 million of his own dollars into the halftime show to make it exactly how he wants it. Huh. Good That's for him. Fascinating. Uh, not something I would spend my own money on. Dusty, what, what about you? How often will the world... The weekend yeah. changes clothes. Oh, I always think Vegas knows more than I do, so that seems really, really low. Um, I guess I don't know how they're you know defining costume change or something, uh, but I I think I gotta take the over too. I feel like there's got to be at least like one. He's wearing a suit. He's got the he's got the whole thing. You know, after hours he has the thing and he had the video and it's the red suit. So he's coming out in that. That's his look. But I gotta he's taking that off at some point. There's something on underneath or something. Like I I have to assume. There's something to that. And, and by the way, huge fan of The weekend. I mean, I, I've been listening to him since House of Balloons was nine years ago. Oh, nine years yeah. ago is insane. Like House of Balloons, Thursday and Echoes of Silence all came out the same year. Just an insane trilogy of albums. Very excited for him. Super excited for this. But yeah, I think we get, we get at least one. I, I was thinking like three, like just at least minor ones. Costume changes. Yeah, I'll go with them. I'm going wardrobe changes, not costume changes. Uh, yeah. Hammer the over. All right, let's uh, let's talk MVP winner. Uh, so they, I don't know a lot about gambling and things like that. So obviously, I'm assuming Patrick Mahomes is the favorite because he's the minus 120. So that means he's the favorite. Uh, so let's run through a couple of them: Patrick Mahomes minus 120, Tom Brady plus 200, Travis Kelsey plus 1,000, Tyreek Hill plus 1,000, Leonard Fournette plus 2,500. And then let's go for some value picks down at the bottom. Uh, Frank Clark. Shaq Barrett would be plus 4,500. Uh, Antonio Brown plus 5,500. Gronk plus 6,600. Levante David plus 6,600. There was one that uh, stuck. Devin White was actually plus 3,000, which actually kind of <laughs> stuck out to me. Uh, and then Tyron Matthews also plus three thousand. Chris Godwin plus three thousand. So, who may let, let's go this way outside of 
of Mahomes outside of Brady, who would be your MVP? Who do you think is going to be MVP? Dusty, what do you think? For me, I think I think Tyreek Hill, probably mine, just because we've seen um, you'd have to ha- you have to put up insane numbers to do this like for a non-QB position and defensive unless unless a guy takes over a game like you know six sacks in the Super Bowl or something it seems hard to have like a defensive guy or a couple pick sixes or something like that I'm just looking back I know it's not the same game but Tyree Kill against Tampa in week 12 13 catches on 15 targets for 269 yards and three touchdowns that might do it I mean that also means clearly that Mahomes is getting those numbers too but I think with how they use Hill getting you know he's gonna be used a little in the run game some end around stuff he's gonna he's gonna have his deep shots i think tampa bay can possibly limit that but if he breaks out like he did say oh against tampa bay earlier this year and puts up those numbers i I, he would have a good shot well you stole mine so sorry i'm gonna go with kelsey just because i think he's another guy that could put up crazy numbers depending on how the game goes um and yeah, I, I really am not confident in that answer because I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes or if the Bucks win, it'll be Tom Brady uh, just because the NFL loves both of them so much. Um, they would shoot down a message in the earpiece and be like, one of them, even if they play bad, it's one of them. So, All right, will Ariana Grande be on stage during the halftime show? Dusty, love you, but Sarah's just going to answer this question. <laughs> If we are lucky, yes. Um, (laughs) We can only hope that Ariana will bless us with her presence. Um, Let's hope. I saw this the other day, and I immediately exited off of Twitter, closed the app, because I cannot let myself get excited for that. Um, So we'll see. But I hope she's there. Um, For those of you um, who are listening that aren't familiar, The Weeknd and Ariana Grande have two songs together, and The Weeknd put out, basically, he kind of, just randomly put out this set list slash playlist on social media, I think it was. Um, And it was a mix of basically his biggest hits and a lot of songs from his latest album. And on that big list um, was one of his older songs with Ariana Grande. And people think that that might be the set list for his halftime performance. Uh, So if that's true, then yes, she will probably make an appearance. Follow-up question for you, Sarah. On Bovada, will there be a mal, uh, a a wardrobe malfunction? Yes or no? No. Okay. You are in the uh, apparently the betting world. You are in that's that's where the money is lying in Vegas. So, uh, right. Let's see. There's one or two. How many times will the Patriots be mentioned? Over two, under two, Dusty. God, over two sounds like gimme, right? I mean, they're going to – I feel like they're going to ha- – that's a storyline. They're going to hammer. Like, if if Brady's playing well, if Brady plays terrible, they're not going to say anything. But if he, like, plays, like – not even not even if he plays well. Like, if it's a close game, yeah, no, they're they're going to they're gonna hammer that over. Listen, even <laughs> if he plays bad, <laughs> they're going to talk about this because they're going to flash some stat that they pulled out of thin air that said Tom Brady is the first person to ever do this. Did you know that he's 40-something years old? And he played on the Patriots for so many years, and he won Super Bowls with the Patriots. Him and Bill Belichick are quite a duo. They're going to talk about it. Even if he's playing bad, there will be some cartoon graphic of Tom Brady on my television screen on Sunday night. And they will mention Flexing muscles. Yeah. So that's it. This... This bet is to is like the same thing as if the Packers didn't draft a wide receiver. Like they are going to talk about it regardless. And if they don't, honestly, like I should have I just should never appear on this podcast again because <laughs> I'm just Ooh, that's a bold, bold bet there, Sarah. But this one may uh may infuriate you even more. What will be mentioned first? Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl or Tom Brady's age of 43? Ooh, that's tough. I thought that was a good one. So the odds on favorite are his 10th Super Bowl at minus 200. His age is at plus 150. I feel like age. I feel I can hear them just saying, and Tom Brady at 43 years old. Like that's that seems like like every time they say his name, that's a phrase that will likely follow. I think the 10th Super Bowl will be a lot, but who's calling the Super Bowl? 
It's uh, it's it's Romo and Nance uh, calling the game. Okay, okay, that's better. If it, if it was Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, they would have said it every time. That would have been his last, that would have been like a second last name. Tom Brady, who's 43 years old. Tom Brady, who's 43 years old. Like every single time he did anything. The but, funny thing is that when, it, in Super Bowls. when I said that, it, it was Joe Buck's voice in my head. So you're absolutely exactly. right. Sir. There you go. So I think, yes, they will talk about age more, um, but not as much as if it was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. <laughs> All right, that should that should be enough Super Bowl prop bets for us because I think we we delved in, dove in enough for that. Now uh, let's get some questions from our, our Twitter family. We did not get a lot this week just because, well, it's the Super Bowl week and the Packers aren't playing. So, but we'll start with uh, old fashioned. Is your preference in D coordinator a scheme guy or a culture guy? Obviously, the best is to have both, but coaches tend to lean one way or another. Example, I'd call Patton a scheme guy who didn't seem to install attitude and coach up very well. So, Dusty, what do you think? Scheme or culture? What's your preference? Uh, it's, it's tough to answer, man. I don't know. I mean... Like I, it's funny because I always kind of thought of Petten more as a more as a culture guy. Like he did kind of he was on the. It seemed like his player. I, and now I think culture. I think like players seem to love playing for him. Um, and also he had breakdowns in schemes. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like calling him a scheme guy because uh, this, this is going really well. <laughs> he had issues with that. Yeah. No. I mean, I think if you have to pick one or the other, I like I, I kind of like the the culture guy. I mean, scheme is obviously very important, but I know from. You know, you're studying different defensive stuff. You know, it's it's one of those where it, you have to have a scheme. You have to have a specific scheme to coach in the NFL and football in general. And if you have a scheme that gets you hired as defensive coordinator at the NFL level, even if it's simplistic, like it's still relatively sound on paper. It's relatively sound. So for me, the more important thing is always if we're talking culture in terms of coaching guys up and how you play, like playing fast, playing smart uh, is is more important than than some schematic stuff. You can have. Uh, different breakdowns. You can be relatively simple. You look at say what uh, what Pete Carroll has done uh, with you know all the defense coordinators and, and the defensive personnel he's had in Seattle over the years. That some of that stuff hasn't changed that much. You kind of know what's coming. It's just those guys know it so well and those guys play so fast. So I think for me, I think I think culture just in the sense of uh, coaching. And getting those guys to play play fast and play smart. You're not thinking out there all the time. A lot of times you can, we saw it with capers, you can over-scheme. You can make some of this stuff way too complicated. I'd rather have kind of a more simplistic strip-back thing with guys that could just kind of fly around a little bit more. So uh, given my pick, I'll go, I'll go culture. I'm going to go culture as well. Um, and yes, for all the things that Dusty said, but also a great, you know, the first thing that came to mind, that came to mind for me on this was Nathaniel Hackett. Think about him and what he's been able to do from a cultural standpoint on the Green Bay Packers. The, I love gold and just Aaron Rodgers has talked so highly of him and how he's made, he's allowed him to find joy and loosen up and feel relaxed and have fun in the locker room again. And he time and time again, whenever he talks talked about that this past season, he always credited Hackett. And so I think um, on the defensive side of things, if you can bring a guy in, in, on the Packers coaching staff that has that personality, that wants you know them to be a true unit to have fun and i think we already see that with the packers defense they have the celebrations planned and they all run down in the end zone and after a turnover and they coordinate the celebration but kind of having a single leader like that on the coaching staff who like hackett can have fun with the guys who jokes around with them but also is creative and yes like you said scheme is important but if you're coaching in the nfl you're, you know those basic skills. I think it's honestly harder to be able to bring together a group of guys that are competitive athletes and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get along. And basically, let's try to have fun, but while also competing at the highest level possible. So I'm going to go with culture for those reasons because I think they need a hack it on the defensive side of things. I will agree with both of you, maybe slightly differently, though, because I want a badass MFR that's going to bring some grit and some just gur to the team because, like, they that's what the Packers need. Like, they need that defense that, that, that resembles the Baltimore Ravens. They need that defense that resembles the Rams, the Seahawks, like that thing where people fear the defense. That is what you want. 
and it hasn't been around in the Packers uh, for a long time. So the Packers defense has been good. It has been serviceable for the last couple of years and things like that. But I want a feared defense. That is what I want. So I want that that from the defensive coordinator. Uh, next up, we got uh, Brian, who wants to whose question is not necessarily a Packers related question, but what is your favorite article of clothing that you own? So uh, a little off the rail, uh, off the rails, but let's uh, let's have some fun. So, Sarah, what's your favorite article of clothing? So I have, and I've had this since I was a junior in high school. This just plain pullover gray sweatshirt. And I wear this pullover, whether it's 100 degrees outside in Florida or if on the rare days that it's 39. Um, And I wear it while I'm working from home. I sleep in it. I watch TV in it. I watch Packers game in it. Like I I am in this pullover probably 95% of the time. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with that just because I'm wearing it all the time. It's super soft and it's super comfortable and it's very lightweight. So it's not like heavy. I'm a very small person. So sometimes like a big jacket, it kind of wears me down because it weighs a lot. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's going to just be my my trusty gray pullover. I'll go. Mine mine is going to be Packers related. I'm going to go a recent favorite of mine. This is my Packer Report hoodie. I'm a sucker for lightweight hoodies, especially now that I'm working from home all the time. I'm on a ton of video calls and I'm wearing just a T-shirt and shorts. And for a video call, it's a little more acceptable to wear a sweatshirt. So I uh, just throw a hoodie on and throw a lightweight hoodie. Most lightweight hoodies don't have the front pocket, so you can't put your hands in there. It's more like a like a long sleeve T-shirt with a hood. This one has a pocket in the front, so I it's a light it's lightweight, so I'm not too hot in my office. Tremendous! I, I wear that sucker just about every single day. I absolutely love it. I am a quarter zip, half zip guy. Uh, I have so many of them hanging up in my closet. Anytime I ever get a new one, my wife looks at me and rolls her eyes and just scoffs, like, "Really? That's what you needed to get was another quarter zip?" And I say, "Absolutely, I did." But uh, I've got a, a couple of Nike ones that I absolutely love, and the ones that I really love are the ones with thumb holes. So they're longer uh, in the arm. You can get they've got a, a specific hole to put your thumbs in, and for whatever reason, I either need to pull them up to almost my elbows, or I need to have them tucked into my thumbs. So I can't have them just sitting at my wrist. It makes me feel weirdly uncomfortable. I don't know why, but quarter zips all day um i've got a brewer's one and a packer's one that i absolutely love so those would be my two go-to's for uh for clothing so thank you for that one next up we have aaron kenny rogers oh nice name buddy uh here's a really stupid question that i think a lot of packers fans maybe split on this would you expect Accept a trade from the Texans if we traded Rodgers for Watt and Watson. Thank you. I'll hang up. Uh, guys, I think I can handle this. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry to swear. Dusty will handle the slide whistle on the back end of all of that. But, um, yeah, man, like we, we talked about this a little earlier. We all love Aaron Rodgers, and, my God, he's been amazing for the Green Bay Packers. But if you're getting a – 25-year-old quarterback and, and some help on the defensive line and the, the numbers and the salary cap work, man. I'm sorry, dude. See you later, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you, 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 you're solidifying yourself uh, with maybe not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but uh, uh, if he can do some amazing things, the brink of the Hall of Fame quarterback. So, yeah, I think you, you would do that in a heartbeat. It sucks for Aaron Rodgers because we all love him so much, but, yeah, we would all do that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm safe in saying that, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we have Oh My Zadarius. Do you guys have any explanations for why the pass rush seemed to take such a step back from 1920? Z still performed, and Gary was on the upswing, obviously. It just seemed to go from dominant to average in such a small window. I don't have a lot to add on that. And Sarah, you have anything you want to poke in there i'll let dusty handle this question it's just i mean it's it's year over year change man i mean this stuff happens i mean they don't have you know i think some of it was clark was injured early 
Uh, so that hurts because you don't have that presence in the middle of the line that you fear that you're kind of, you know, you're sliding down to the middle, you're pinching to try to take that away. That helps open up the edges. And then he clearly was not 100% when he came back. Uh, I'll add to that, Preston Smith, clearly not the player he was last year for like at least the first half of this season, if not like the first 10 games of the season uh, from the, the, the previous season. So you had that. And so that leaves Zadaria Smith, who I still thought was an absolute maniac. I know his pressures were down. I think he, and some of that was, I mean, he played so out of his mind the prior year, just so ridiculously out of his mind that you come back down to earth a little bit. Teams see that teams play for that, or you're just, it, it just doesn't quite happen that way. So I think he had, 90 some odd pressures in 2019 and he had uh somewhere between 50 and 60 in in uh in 20 like that's still a good season like it still put him i think you know top 15 in pressures and when a lot of the times teams were looking for him as one of the only pass rushers i think you know gary came along slowly this year i don't really think he started getting a, a ton of snaps until you know as the season went on so i mean i think there's a lot of factors that play i think the the clark injury Teams looking to plays that area a little bit more. Preston come out slow and Gary not getting a ton of snaps off the bat. Like, I think all that stuff contributes. So, I mean, I still think, you know, I think 2019 was an insane year. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, some of the you know, defensive metrics, if you look at some of the consistency among all of this stuff, it's really hard to keep defensive consistency year over year. It's much easier to maintain offensive consistency year over year than is defensive. Um and so I think that there's these there's these natural lulls that occur on the defensive side of the ball. But I think they're just so insane, so good in 2019 that even in 2020 they were still pretty good. They just weren't quite at that level. So it just it's just something that happens with defense. Uh, so it's not not shocking at all. But I still think that is a pretty good year overall. Uh, okay, last question we have Eric Rose. So assuming that 33 and 30 are elsewhere next year, what does Matt Lafleur? have to change about the offense to best suit uh, Quadzilla's skills. And his odd thought is Travis Jervy once had a pet lion cub, which 2020 Packers player is most likely to follow in his footsteps and get a pet lion. Uh, Sarah, let's start with you. Is there anything different Matt LaFleur does with the offense or do they just kind of plug and play with some new guys that they'll bring in? Um, well, if the if they're pivoting on offense to best suit AJ Dillon, I think something we might see is them just go back to the basics with running. Like they, I don't think they're gonna he's gonna catch as many passes as Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams did. I think he's just a guy that they're gonna say, all right, here you go, run, run right up the middle, and bowl a bunch of people over along the way. So I think they'll return to more traditional Packers run game. Um, and we won't maybe see as many creative things. And um, I don't think he's going to be as involved as a receiver. So that that's what I think would change. Um, as far as a Packer who's most likely to follow in draft service footsteps and get a pet lion, um, I'm going to go with Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> I could totally see him doing that, but... Yeah, I don't really know. That's a good question. That I've never really put thought into that. Yeah, and I'll go. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go probably a fairly obvious answer on the the Jones Williams thing, and that's just just a, some kind of some scat back. You know, I think Steve mentioned it last week. Whether that's draft or whether that's you know undrafted or whether that's free agent or something, just someone that can do some different things that AJ Dillon is not quite as good at. Someone with that. That short area quickness. We saw AJ Dillon with some nice hands out of the backfield. We saw him running quite a few routes, including some some wheel routes from the backfield. Like he has that in him. I think that's they're still going to be running some of that. But I think you know you look for that. You know what you traditionally think of as a third down back, kind of a, a smaller guy can catch some balls. They they love the floor. Love doing uh, some of that pony package stuff with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in the backfield at the same time. They did that more you know after Dillon came back. So I think we see we see some of that. We see we see a guy that. You know, not Aaron Jones, obviously, but someone kind of a smaller back that is is quicker than AJ Dillon. Like that seems you get that thunder and lightning pairing. I think I think that's the way they're going to go. And as far as what the offense kind of needs and what the offense it seems like kind of wants to do, that seems like that makes the most sense. Um, as far as Jervy, I like the Hackett answer, man. I wish I had thought of that. That's I like that one. Um, I'm going to go because man, you have, I have no idea. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the roster now. I don't know who's I don't know who would I don't know which one of these guys seems like the most likely. 
I'm just going to go Jair. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's, what, coming up contract year, right? Seems like a guy who'd be like, I wanted to, like, put something in my presence. I was the king of the jungle, and coming into this year, I wanted to, like, something like a weird motivational thing for him to push himself to be even better this year. Uh, I'm, I I feel like that's kind of a dark horse pick, but I think, I think Jair could, uh, could kind of do that. See, and to me, like, getting a lion cub is just such an ultimate white boy move. Like, I just... That that is just somebody, and I I went to Tim Boyle. That would be the guy. Like you see him doing, like he is crazy enough to do like stupid things in the preseason with Aaron Rodgers, where he's trying to like tackle him and push him over, and do all that stuff. He's dumb enough to get a Tiger Cup. He is. He's dumb enough to get a Lion Cup. Like that's. I, I I'm sorry, Andy Herman. Like if you're listening to this one, then I apologize profusely. But I, I feel like I feel like Tim Boyle would be the guy on the team that would do that. So, well, kids, that uh, that ends the question section. So um, I came up with something that might be a little fun. I don't know yet. We'll see how this is received by everyone. But since it's the off season, I wanted to have a little bit of a fun outside of the Packer world. So this uh, segment, we're going to do a little bit of getting to know Dusty and Sarah outside of the Packer world. So I found a website. Uh, I'm not going to reveal where the questions come from, but it's over 200 questions of interesting questions to ask somebody uh, to get to know them better. So... We'll ask a couple here and there, and I'm going to save this link so we can continue to do it throughout the offseason so you guys can get a deeper dive into Dusty and Sarah. Neither of them are looking at me, and neither of them are excited about this, but it makes me kind of happy, so it'll be fun. Um, All right, uh, let's see. Well, you will start with where is the next place on your travel bucket list? So clearly we are in a state of non-traveling, but mm. Sarah, where would you like to go post-COVID? Yeah, so this year, um, we, my family was supposed to go to Ireland, but obviously we are not doing that. Um, but once things clear up and it is safe to travel again, I would love to make that trip happen. I've never been to Europe. Um, my dad's side of my family is Irish, so I think that's pretty cool. Apparently, in Ireland, there is like a busy street called Kelleher Street or something mm-hmm. like that. So I just think it would be super cool to go. Um, and yeah, I was really excited. This was kind of something that it would would have been for my parents' thirtieth anniversary that they were like, "Let's go as a family and celebrate this." So it was something we had in the works for a while that's now delayed. Um, so that that's where I'd want to go right after i if once travel is safe and i feel comfortable doing that that's where i want to go first of all just say like i know we joke about sarah being young and all that stuff and uh and i don't know that i've ever felt as old as your parents celebrating their 30th i'm gonna be celebrating my 20th here in a couple of months so uh I'm 10 years behind your parents um that makes me feel really old thank you sarah i appreciate that um <laughs> uh uh, I know what that makes up for all the juice box and goldfish cracker jokes. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, my I, I guess I don't know. My bucket list item at this point is the grave, a nice graveyard. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Um, I, I will. Say, I'll say, uh, you know, Ireland was actually gonna be mine. I've always wanted to visit Ireland. But my brother, uh, my oldest brother, has traveled a lot, and he always speaks so highly of Austria. Basically, he says it's it's lovely and delightful and lots of beer gardens, which is the kind of thing I can get down with right now. So, uh, yeah, and give me Austria. That sounds nice. Ireland is uh, is definitely outstanding. Lived there for six months uh, studying abroad, so that's definitely highly recommended. I would say Vegas for me uh, when I turn 40 this upcoming year in September, if things are okay, my wife and I decided that that's where we're going to go, uh, if, if at all possible. So... Um. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Do you guys prefer going to the movies or prefer watching at home? So obviously a pre pre COVID situation. But Dusty, what do you think? I love the theater experience, man. No, I mean it's it, most of it, I like it's at home. It's just it's so easy to like kind of drift in and out. I watched a movie. Um, 
a couple nights ago, last night, I guess, called The Queen of Black Magic. It was subtitled, and it was incredible, and it was subtitled so I could not look away. And, like, I just missed that. It's so easy to get distracted on phones and everything. And when I'm in the theater, it's just you're you're there, you're locked in. I mean, aside from the sound and the big screen and all that, the, there's a kind of communal experience to it that I really, really love as well. But really, it's just that... I'm locked in. I have no other distractions. I put myself in that room with that movie for better or worse uh, for, you know, the next hour and a half, two hours or something. So I, I, I love being able to watch from home, but I really, really miss the theater experience, man. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And anyone, you know, my closest friends know that if there's a movie that's coming out and I want to see it, I will go to the midnight premiere or I will go to the 10 PM showing. It's just so much fun when you're waiting for a movie and that in anticipation leading up to it and then going to a packed theater to watch it. And, you know, especially like with some of the Marvel movies, it, it was just so much fun. Like everyone was so pumped up. And then there's other movies that I love seeing too. And I remember Knives Out, um, when that came out, it was like two weeks before it came out, they selected just random theaters across the US that did a special early showing. And my one of my best friends and I basically Googled which theater was the closest to us um, when we were at UCF and we had to drive almost an hour to get there. But it was so much fun. We, we made a day of it. We got dinner and then we went to the movie and it was awesome. So I really miss that. And I agree. Like when I'm in the theater, I'm locked in. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing anything. Um, and I'm there. So I was just telling someone that I worked with the other day that I miss going to the movie theaters and I can't wait to go back. And I'm really hoping that the theater industry lives on and it doesn't die with all of this. Yeah. And I, I believe I even tweeted this out. I was like, I cannot wait until I have to pay $27 and 50 cents for a large bucket of popcorn and a soda <laughs> to go see a movie again. Like that's like you guys all say it, it, it's the movie experience. There is it's always fun. I, I do like the fact that you can rent out a theater now. So like it's, it, it can be cool. You can space yourself out and it's like a hundred bucks to rent out a movie theater. So you get two families together and space yourselves out and you're good to go. So uh, uh, it's an alternative for sure. Um, all right, let's get a couple more here. What song always gets you out on the dance floor? I am very intrigued to hear Dusty's answer here. It's listen, it's ushers. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. there's, I could go a thousand, thousand different ways, ways with it, but yeah, a piece up a town down, man. Um, I'm that's, if, if ushers, yeah, comes on, I'm, I'm out there. I, I mean, there's a thousand, I, it does not take much to get me to dance awkwardly on the dance floor. It's mostly just stomping and arm waving, but yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's the one that will every single time I can't, it's like the, my body can't help it move. That's a good one. And for me, I'm going to go old school and Come On Eileen is just like yes. time I hear that song. It's on my Spotify playlist and I'll just be cooking in, in my kitchen and it'll come on and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> this is good. So that song is a classic. Anytime it's in a movie, I always get pumped up and excited. So I'm going to go with that. I will answer Bye Bye Bye. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's and it's just funny because I will go and argue with DJs while I'm at a wedding and be like, Hey, you gotta play a song. They're like, dude, no, we're not we're not playing in sync. And I'm like, come on, man. It I, I swear it will get everybody in the answer. And if I annoy that person that DJ enough, they play it. And I legit was at a wedding where they actually ended up playing it twice because it got everybody actually out on the dance floor. So crazy as, as someone who has dj'd many many weddings in the past steve I hated people like you <laughs> oh i'm sure you did buddy. and the best part is is i don't care <laughs> uh all right let's see let's end with a fun one what is the worst job you ever had uh, so i i had a job and that it wasn't like I've not had a ton of jobs, but it was just hot, man, because Kentucky summers are just nasty humid. And so I had a job in a summer job in high school. I had one summer job in high school where I worked in a cave. It's like a, a like a, a high, it's an underground spring, a big underground spring here. That was insane because there's only like 50 degrees or 60 degrees every day. That was incredible. The next summer, I was working on a farm repairing uh, horse fences all day. It's like 10 hours a day in the Kentucky sun, just just absolutely sweating and hammering boards in miserable miserable job hated that that's mine 
<laughs> so he works in a cave and it's then works on a farm. Yeah, it's like a big it's a big underground cave. It's it was delightful. It was amazing, Steve. Did you drive your Batmobile there every day? Like <laughs> that sounds dope. Wish I could through the, wa- through the waterfall. Would have been nice. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think it would be like back in the day when I was a kid and I was just trying to make money um, during the summer. But I used to work. But see, the thing is, like, I loved working summer camps, but. I don't know. I, I might have been babysitting. It's okay if you don't have one. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have, um, knock on wood, like any super <laughs> horrifying experiences, but I used to babysit in high school, and that was horrible sometimes. Like, I had one kid that lived on my street that I would babysit, and the two of us were like, we, we had a mutual understanding. And then it was like, outside of that, anyone else I babysat, I was like, I never want to have kids. Um, so, uh, there's, there's some horror stories of like, I was supposed to babysit one child and then the other parents brought their three friends over and then I ended up babysitting four children and only got paid for one. So high school Sarah was quite upset about that. So yeah, I mean, it would have to be babysitting. I, I like kids to a, a degree. Um, but then when you have to do four, uh, when you think you only have to babysit one, it's, it's a lot. I think oh. I slept like three days after that. <laughs> and I will take you guys on the worst job interview I ever had. So it was right out of college and didn't have a lot of information about this quote sales job that I went on an interview for. So I got there at eight o'clock and met with a guy and he's like, all right. So I was in Milwaukee, and uh, he's like, you're going to shadow this guy, and you're going to go with him, and still didn't really even know what the hell the job was. And so we drove down to Waukegan, so that is an hour drive away, to find out that they go to business to business selling things like from the back of their trunk. (laughs) Like phones, like gadgets, like all this little trinkety crap. And it took me like after about an hour to I'm like, no, I'm like, this is my first job interview. I got to do this. I got to go through with it. I got to be okay with it. Like after about an hour, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to do this. So we're going to go. So I was able to, I finally told the other, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be doing this. So then he got really mad that he had to drive back to Milwaukee and take me back home. So fun job interview. It was a good, good time. Good time. But. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, entertaining us while we're trying to come up with some interesting things to talk about during the off season for the Packers. And yeah, that will get us to some closing thoughts. Sarah, no article this week. What do you got for me? I got nothing. I was just going <laughs> to tell everyone and wish everyone a great rest of their week. I know this is going to come out on Wednesday, so we're at the halfway point. We're almost there. I know the beginning of new year and new a new month in the new year is always kind of a busy time so i hope everyone out there is just staying happy and healthy and like we always say our dms are open if you if you need to talk to someone and i hope everyone enjoys the super bowl this weekend like we said yes it sucks the packers aren't in it but hey we have sports to watch so let's be happy and excited about that and let's hope ariana grande shows up the halftime show Woo. uh we all hope that. Yes, we all hope that. Um, I do like Ariana Grande. Okay. Um, Is Pete yeah, Davidson going to be there too? Ha, ha, ha. Steve. <laughs> Get him out Is of here. Is that not a thing anymore? It's just death stares at Steve. That's, um, my old, that's my only dad joke I got. I'm sorry. Good job, Steve. Um, yeah, no article for me either. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm sure I'll be doing something in the not-too-distant future. I'm just not exactly sure what that's going to be. Uh, so nothing for me to talk about too much. But yeah, I'm... I'm yeah, just be be nice to each other. Um, don't don't be terrible. Just you know, respect each other's space. And just if you see someone struggling, reach out. Like Sarah said, DMs are always open. So if you guys need anything, even if it's just to chat a little bit about football, or uh, or or just even you know even something else, just just let us know. Don't be shy. We are around for that. And uh, yeah, just I don't know, man. Just however you're going to watch the Super Bowl, be safe and just enjoy it. I really think it's going to be a fun matchup. I know I'm. I don't know. I, we usually do some big family blowout for it. Uh, we're not doing that this year. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm I'm excited to just just watch the game. Man. I think it's gonna be a good one. 
Yeah, pretty much the same thing here. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a good time. Try to be as safe as humanly possible. And sucks the Packers aren't there, but uh, hopefully it's a, a good game. When when the Packers aren't playing, that's the only hope you can have. That it's a, That's a good game, entertaining game to watch. And hopefully Patrick Mahomes will beat the crap out of Tom Brady. But on the other chance, on the off chance that Tom Brady wins, then we can all have our fingers crossed that he will retire off into the sunset and we don't have to deal with his handsome face anymore. So, you know, either way, I feel like it's a good thing. We can either A, rub it in the face that Tom Brady lost, or B, hopefully he will retire off into the sunset after he wins. So, you know, glass half filled both ways. So, Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, great Twitter questions this week. Remember to follow us at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, for at C. Perach, and at Packaday Podcast. Uh, we'd love your reviews on every single place that uh, you can give them to us. So iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate that. So uh, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with some new content. And... Uh, talking some Packers so back into the off season for the Green Bay Packers but uh, thanks for listening and we'll we'll catch you guys next week and as always go pack go